Yeah. It's the Trail Show featuring Norton Disco Grinter, Felicia POD Amosio, Mike Dilo DiLorenzo, or Max Maganati. And now from Dilo's basement, it's the Trail Show. Good afternoon and welcome to the September episode of The Trail Show. I'm your host, Lawton Disco Grinter, and I'm here with Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo, Mike Dilo DiLorenzo, and Paul Mags Magnanti. We have joined forces to fill the hiking void in your podcast library. A special thanks to all our listeners and folks downloading the podcast on iTunes. We've now had over 5,000 downloads of our first three episodes We love all of you trail show fanatics out there. Help us continue this madness and let's hit 10,000 downloads by year's end. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or visit thetrailshow.com and click the subscribe to iTunes button. And more importantly, tell your hiking buddies and outdoor friends about The Trail Show. It's up to you to spread the word about The Trail Show. Today's show is sponsored by Gossamer Gear. Yeah. Gossamer Gear is a small, passionate company whose mission is to improve your experience with backpacking. The good folks at Gossamer Gear live to create and produce products that will further enhance your enjoyment on the trail by lightening your load. Gossamer Gear's products have been featured in Backpacker Magazine, National Geographic Adventure Magazine, and most recently in The New York Times. Hey now. Check out their amazing new backpack line and ultralight carbon fiber trekking poles today at gossamergear.com. Take less. Do more. Gossamer Gear. Sweet. Well, that was a great segue. So we're going to do our first ever The Trail Show swag giveaway. Yeah, Ooh. that boy. And we're giving away a Gossamer Gear minimalist ultralight day pack. At just over eight ounces. Nice. You can get more specs about it, about the gear itself, at Gossamer Gear's website, www.gossamergear.com. Now, our gear giveaway. Go to our Facebook page at The Trail Show. Tell us how you're going to use this pack. What you plan on doing with it. The more over the top it is, or the more colorful it is, or however we like it, we'll give you the pack. It's tri- strictly arbitrary how we're giving away the pack. It's strictly at our whims. But post your story. We'll judge it. And next month, we'll announce the winner. So go to our Facebook page at The Trail Show. Sweet. we got to give a big shout-out to Gossamer yeah, for thanks, being Gossamer our, our first official sponsor of The Trail Show. Woo! We made, we made our own sound effects right there. That's right. That. <laughs> All right, so school. for the September episode, we're going to discuss a lot of things. Mags is getting hitched, and Yay. he had a bachelor party hike in Rocky Mountain National Park. Ooh, and lots of appetizers. Pure gluttony. Um, I took a trip to the Ray Waz with uh, a trail show friend, Hearsay, a couple weeks back. We're going to get into that. Mag Skirka trip. Yeah, what's wrong with that picture? I love it. I love it, right? Um, the Colorado Trail unsupported speed record was broken. We're briefly going to touch on that. And once again, folks, our trail show embedded reporter, Scott Harriet will be bringing us up to speed on his AT exploits once again. Mags and Dilo, do you got anything to add to that? Well, lots of trail news, some tragic, unfortunately, some positive, yeah. and just um, some trail closures and such. Uh, seems like our book and movie reviews are very popular. So yeah, man. It's, we're going to review one quick movie, 
And I think next month, we'll talk about it more, but we're going to start reviewing books and movies more. Let's make it a regular feature here on the Trail Show. Maybe we can call that segment Paul Magnanti's Movie and, and book, book and, and Media, media. <laughs> that's terrible that's dude that, sorry I, so and so to this evening i actually have uh three ask a hiker letters that have come in from our nice. audience this week so that's really great as well and uh i don't know about where you all live but out here where we live in the front range of colorado fall is coming and the leaves are starting to change and the nights are getting cooler and this really just brings some songs to my mind about the season's changing. And the most touching song that I can think of has this wonderful riff that goes, The seasons don't fear the reaper, nor do the sun and the wind and the rain. I like it. Well, yes, that's Blue Oyster Cult. That's Don't oh, Fear the, the Reaper. Oh, they're the cowboy people. Yep. Cowbell. Blue Oyster right? Cult. Yes. And then, of course, there's, oh, there's this longtime favorite. Summertime has... Come and gone, my oh my. So wow, next month nice. we're giving away D-Lo Sings yeah. CDs. Almost, summer, summer bring, the ending of summer is a very emotional time. We're, we're going to have to do some ringtones with, yeah. with yeah. that It's that a very song emotional there. time, you know. Yeah. I actually saw that Blue Oyster uh, cult quote in mm-hmm. a hiker journal log. What do they call those things? An uh, register. Journal? Register, oh, thank register. you. Yeah. Sorry I'm getting a little out of touch. On the Appalachian Trail up yeah. in Maine. In hmm. September. Oh, cool. Yeah. P.O.D.? Um, well, I'm a little um, curious why our uh, guidebook for tonight says Mags and D.Lo list what they want to talk about, but not P.O.D. Yeah, why, why is that? We're part of Team Disco Pod. We're, we're uh, one and the same. Judges? Well, anyway, judges? Um, I will be addressing something during the trail name of the week. It, w- it will be uh, revealed at that moment. Ooh. Okay. A little mystery there. Well, with that, we're going to get right into Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Week. Month? <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's of the month. It's, okay, it's what month. do we got, DiLo? So we have the uh, Left Hand Oktoberfest Marzen Lager. Wow, this is new for me. I've never tried this. Left Hand Brewing Company from Longmont, Colorado. Just up the road. Have you guys been to the brewery? You know, I haven't. I have not either. I haven't. I think. No? I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe a field trip is in order. Ooh, now we're we're talking. Maybe we could do a episode of the trail show from the Left Hand Brewery in Longmont, Colorado. That would be so cool. If there's any folks out there who have any affiliation with the Left Hand Brewery, Please email Delo at thetrailshow.com to schedule that, and uh, we'd love to come in and, and drink some beer. Yes, yeah, um, and you guys could set us up with as much beer as you really want. You know, I think we'll drink it. This Oktoberfest yeah. is <laughs> is pretty good. I have never tried the the Dangerous. Mar- what is it? The Marzenlager style? Uh, it's apparently a Bavarian style ale for Oktoberfest. Okay, which is actually in September. Right, and and you that's, know that's heavy, man. That's it, heavy. It's, that's but it is. But it is. Yes. Is that is that right? Oktoberfest is, right. is in October September. Oktoberfest is actually at the end of September. Huh. Mm-hmm. What about? Happy Halloween. It's not near Halloween. Why not? No, sir. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Mags, maybe you could talk to your fiance about this, seeing as she is, you know, German and all. It, yeah, she's on Bavarian. Bavarian's like the Texas of Germany, apparently. Oh. Hey we now. have some oh, friends of Maddie that are Bavarian. And Remember? they. S- 
Yeah. They made us that meal. Well, my question to you is then what would the Germany of Texas be? The Texas of Germany, you mean? So I, I just did Man, crickets my head, on. My head is exploding with these like crazy <laughs> philosophical questions. <laughs> but the Bavarians are very proud of their Bavarian heritage. They'll often say, much like Texans, like Texans will say, I'm from Texas. What country are you from? Yeah. Bavarians will say, I'm Bavarian. Okay. Remember Birgit? She's very it's, like, it's like the Catalan people in Spain. Exactly. But they make darn good beer. And this Longmont Brewery makes a good darn, good darn Oktoberfest. Yeah, I, this is really good. I've... I've um, I've been pleasantly surprised so far. We'll check back in later on uh, on what we think but of the Oktoberfest. I think Dilo has a little dissenting opinion about it. No, it's actually t- kind of growing on me. I do like it. I do kind of like a maltier, thicker, sweeter Oktoberfest style oh. beer myself. Yeah, if I'm going to be drinking kind of beers on a when the weather starts to turn, when my eyes get a little wet with tears. <laughs> Noticing that what's, the seasons are changing, and I just get really on, sentimental. Dude. You know, it's like I can't drink those light, like hoppy beers anymore because the summertime is ending, and now it's time to drink some thicker, sweeter. Do you also beers. like follow the rules about not wearing white after Labor Day and stuff? I, I didn't know that that was a rule. <laughs> how, how does that work? Well, how does that work? Apparently, there's some fa- like fashion rules um, that. You can't what wear does D'Lo know about fashion white. rules? Just, Come on. It was an illustration of the fact that you can, I think you can pretty much drink any beer you want any time of the year. That's true, but you can, but certain beers taste better at certain times like, of the like year. Like a wheat beer during the summer? Crisp, yeah. cool, Absolutely. refreshing yeah. wheat beer. Or, or maybe a nice even, stout in winter. Or maybe sure. even it's, a nice crisp pilsner in the yeah. summertime. Very delicious. It's funny because I actually don't drink beer in the wintertime. Interesting. Because I cannot... Drink cold beverages in the wintertime. Well, that's why you might want to drink some of these maltier no, kind of I prefer beers that could be dr- I like a nice, room temperature. bold red wine or a little bit of port. Yeah, mm-hmm. port yes. in the winter is, that's is my lovely. Thing. Or gluvine. Gluvine's well, good. Yeah. That's delicious. Served hot. Yes. So, one, one observation about Dilo. He didn't really seem that weepy or emotional during... Mags's bachelor hike, which went down this past weekend, it which felt, was beautiful, it felt like summer. Let's it get felt like summer. No, it was beautiful fall weather. Though. Let's get right into it, Mags. So, 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 set the table for us. What went down this past weekend? Well, it was my bachelor party weekend, and I didn't want your stereotypical bachelor party for one thing. You know, I'm pushing forty. I'm kind of pushing what? I'm, I'm thirty-eight, dude. You know. Okay. I, I'm not ready. I don't want that typical the strippers and the tassels. Oh, this boy ain't no spring chicken. That's no, right. No, what did you say? Uh, no steak, uh, beer, and broads. I think what I my absolute <laughs> phrase was. Are we allowed to say this? Well, it's a not bad word. Sure, it's not. As long as I was not, making fun of it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should alliterate it, even make it better. I didn't want beef, boobs, and beer. Be- and, I think boobs are allowed. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't say the T word. Dilo's got boobs. <laughs> boobs. But I, I was allowed at the bachelor party. I know, and I wasn't. I'm sorry. Damn. Some you know some traditions, but <laughs> but the main thing was we did a very classic hike in Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. We started at Bear Lake. Yeah. And went over to Grand Lake, the town itself, and there's a very nice hostel there. Eighteen miles yeah. one way. Shadow Cliff. Yeah. Right at the trailhead, and we kind of did European style. So we walked over, and we had a. Well, you know, a hostel. No, you're right. It's, it's, so, it's funny. so true. It's so true. It's true. That's European. So I had a really good. Well. We'll get into the meal later. It was a glutton fest for the meal. Then the following day, we hiked out. And again, it was beautiful, splendid fall. The tundra was turning red. 
the aspirins were yellow, and I think Dilo was getting a little emotional. I was sad. <laughs> it's just you know, I I'm, I'm just a very I, I cling to were you, things as were you they as they. I, I would me. I would say fall's a bittersweet time. It is. It the, is. Yeah. It, it is, is the best time, in my opinion, to hike. I yeah. love fall, but when the the leaves actually finally drop off the majority of the trees, that's sad to me. It's a tra- It's short but sweet, and it's, yeah, it's a very transitional. Time. And we're coming up to that point where the leaves are going to start turning soon. And once they start turning, you know that they're just not going to last that much longer. Maybe yeah. a strong, swift yeah. breeze blows and in, gone. and they're gone. That's a, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> But but I'm then tomorrow. but then ski season comes. It's true. And we love ski season. We, we do. do. We do love ski season. I, we, we do the backcountry. I haven't enjoyed ski season since I moved to the Front Range. Really? I Part think... of that's because I'm I'm in school and like my weekends are just yeah. school. And you're used to being five or ten minutes away at the most. Yeah. The, the idea of driving somewhere to ski is like out of my comfort zone. I guess. Pod for the uninitiated. <clears throat> what exactly is the Front Range? For, well, for me, it's everything that is along I-25, which includes Boulder, although w- some some Boulderites don't think they're part okay, of the front for, range. For, I, just, let me I agree with you. I agree with you. So for people that don't live in Colorado, what is the front range? Fort Collins, Boulder. Uh, Denver. Denver. W- Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Pueblo. 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 It's Trinidad. Cheyenne up in Wyoming. Yeah, it's called yeah. the Front Range Urban Corridor. Right. And they yeah. say it goes from Cheyenne to Pueblo, not quite Trinidad, and it's 4.5 million people. But the Front yeah. Range itself is actually the first range of oh, the Rocky Mountains. That's the true. furthest eastmost range, the Front Range of the Rocky Mountains. There just happens to be a sprawling urban megalopolis yeah. up and at down the base of those mountains. Yeah! Good dropping science on this, D-Lo. So tell us about the meal. Yeah. So to set the table for this meal, now, oh, one God. of our very good friends, Josh. Well, we there, was, there was a meal before the meal. Oh, so our buddy Mark, um, he's had back surgery Monday. He did very well with it, by the way. He's recovered quite nicely. He met us there with a cooler full of beer and lots of chips Three bags Three of bags. chips. And the salt Not just good. bags of chips, family size, party size bags of chips. And yeah. how many people were there? There were eight of us, seven on the hike, and plus Mark meeting us there. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're just three bags of chips is a lot for eight people. Yeah, we were mowing, we were hungry, drinking Gatorade and drinking beer. Yeah. And we get to eating the, chips. Eat chips. Get on the trail. So so then we, you know, went down to the we showered or whatever, went yeah. down to the restaurant finally. While we're waiting, we have more beer and peanuts. And peanuts. Lots of peanuts. Because uh, this is the uh, one of those establishments where you can throw the shells on the floor. Uh. Or you can just eat the shells if that you're so inclined. Uh, can you? Yeah. That, yeah. That's D-Lo, D-Lo eats the shells and all. It's very strange. Hmm, yeah. I, mean, I want to try it. They're salty. They're crunchy. It's good fiber. I, just I can't recommend it. I, it's just weird, dude. It is weird. I think you guys are weird. Okay, sweet. But anyway, so... <laughs> And so our buddy Josh was there, and you know we love him dearly, but he's a father with two young children. He doesn't get out much. Apparently so, not. So he just kept on ordering more and more appetizers, and we've been chowing on chips. He so, says, our stomachs were sloshing around with potato chips and beer and, and peanuts, peanuts at this so. point. Basically, we all just kind of felt a little queasy. Yeah, at that point, who wants to eat anything? No, none of Josh, us really Josh. wanted to eat. You know what he wanted, though? <laughs> he said, like, who wants nachos? Ugh. Yeah, he wanted a huge like jumbo nacho plate, and it, so it's the appetizer after the appetizer. 
So we, we and then they wanted we joke about jalapeno poppers, but I think he really wanted them at some point. Yeah. They want onion rings. I know he specifically said onion yeah. rings. This guy's out of control. But we settled on game sausage. Not just one plate of it, two plates. Oh, that's right. We did have sausage, and it which was delicious. Yeah, you know, it was antelope, venison, and elk. And I remember after oh. the sausage, I, I looked at Delo and I was like, "I'm full. I don't, I don't need anything else." Like we haven't even ordered dinner at this point, and, and I, we're I was still done. drinking beer, and it's all microbrew, so very filling. Yeah, and then we ordered dinner. And it was all a huge barbecue. Did you order platters. a salad or something? No. Markham did. But, but Markham one. also ate like half the desserts. Markham yeah. ate everybody else's food. Because <laughs> he ordered the salad. <laughs> yeah. So we're all full. And Josh is like, who wants dessert? Oh, my gosh. And he's like, Mags, you like cheesecake? Ugh. And he looks at Disco and Markham. You guys are Southern. Who want, you guys are going to peach cobbler. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was just gluttony. And then at that point, Mags he he ordered, actually ordered something else. Drinking a liter of soda. Oh, that didn't work. He, I should have said he'd been drinking something else. Anyway, continue. Well, well, I'm just saying we all kind of waddled out of there, and yeah, and then, and then there was trouble um, with the air quality at the Shadow Cliff Hostel. Oh snap! Yeah, we don't need to go in too much detail there. Eight but, guys, um, two small bunk rooms, lots of beer in our system. Let's just say that the the gentleman sleeping above Mags. There was a lot of thunder all night long. He he, he had a, a restless night. <laughs> Well, he didn't have a restless night. Sounds like everybody else had a restless night. Uh, I, I think we're all guilty, though. Yeah. That's my impression. That's yeah, true. But I'd like to cast most of the blame on Josh, um, simply because it's his fault. Yeah, it is his fault. But, I agree. But the hike itself, though, I thought was very spectacular. The hike was 36 miles round trip but up, I, up I, and over I the divide. I think the, the uh, previous e- Saturday evening's uh, gluttony did put a little bit of a damper on some people's stride on Sunday. Yeah. Magnanti. Yeah, Mags. <laughs> I think some people were a little bit hurting on Sunday. Some people were a little bit crabby. Some people were a little bit upset. Some people may have even jumped off the trail to go puke in a, in a bush. What? Yeah. yeah. Mags had a rough time up Wait, at 12,000 feet. Who, who puked in a bush? No one, because I didn't. He didn't. He but he was there. Oh, he almost puked in the bush. Almost. That wasn't much of a bush, though. That was like just some shrubbery above tree line. I wouldn't yeah. really call no, that a bush. More willows. <laughs> We're splitting hairs here, Dilo. Let's Come move on. on. Nobody wants split hairs, <laughs> especially me. Because I have no anyway, I, I, is that what it's called? It is oh. what it's called. But it was a beautiful hike. Yeah. A ton. Hardly any winds. And... Yeah, it was. It was fantastic up there. And the aspens on the Bear Lake side of the divide were actually almost full-on yellow. A good two weeks early. Yeah. There was even some orange ones. Yeah, that was Remember? that was pretty cool. Red. Hmm. There was even a red one or two. Wow. Yep. So I was so, a very good hike. I thank my good friends. And oh, it was a blast. I, was a it, it was a great way to end my bachelorhood. And that Sunday night, we had uh, vegetarian Indian food. <laughs> Actually, we did not. We stopped at another brew pub on the way home and ate more. Oh, that's right. We did eat more. But nobody ordered fries on Sunday night, (laughs) to all of our credit. We we ordered salad. That's true. And I did not get a silo burger. So, a Mm. couple weeks ago, I actually took a trip with Hearsay to the Raywa Wilderness, which is about two hours to the west of Fort Collins. Mags, I know you've been there. Dilo, have you been to the Raywas? To the Rawa? Many times. Okay. Many times. I'm glad you said Rawa. A Rawa. I asked some locals how it's pronounced, and they said Rewa. Rewa? Rawa? Yeah. 
It I'm looked, gonna go it, the locals, dude. It looks like yeah. Rawa, but I was told that was incorrect. But it could have been some locals leading me down, you know, the wrong path just to laugh at me too. So I, I don't know. I've always been told the Rawas. Okay, well, we were saying Rawas all weekend, so that's what we stuck with. Anyway, we ended up um, Hearsay and I went out on a Friday night, and we camped about a mile from the trailhead, and then we did a traverse up to South Rewa Peak and North Rewa Peak, and we were going to try to actually traverse all the way over to Clark. Mm-hmm. And it was getting late in the day, about 4 o'clock. And, and keep in mind, Hearsay just came off the Hard Rock 100, so he's got this attitude of, of pretty much nothing um, is impossible. And and and, <laughs> yeah. and me, you know, Mags, like you said, we're, we're knocking on 40 here. I, they don't call me Captain Cautious for nothing. I route across... <laughs> This above tree line, like knife's edge, is uh, is getting sketchier and sketchier. It's like four o'clock, and we're basically hedging our bets that we can get over to this one pass and then drop down into some lakes in a basin, which we can't see the route. We don't actually know if it's possible. Hearsay was like, "Let's do it. Let's go." And I'm standing there, and I'm like, "If we get to that pass and we can't drop down, we're gonna have to backtrack, and we're gonna be hiking above tree line at night." Like. The, the whole thing, I could just see the whole thing playing out right in front of me. It was, well, it, not, was it was basically the, the, the expressway of bad decisions. Yeah, and not just hiking about treeline, but hiking about treeline in, like, gnarly talus fields. Yeah. And boulder fields. But you, well, you can't tell somebody that's just completed the Hard yeah. Rock 100 anything about hard kind of stuff well, in the country. Well, in general, you can't tell hearsay ever that right. something is... But, undoable or not a good idea. But through my magical powers of persuasion, I was actually able to get him to uh, backtrack with me. And we ha- we so we did not continue forward. We actually backtracked just like 15 minutes, dropped down to uh, Twin Crater Lakes, which oh, is nice. a super super neat area. There was some people fishing there, and then we actually headed down, got down below 10,000 feet, saw a moose on the way, which was pretty cool. Um, camped and and headed out. But I was blown away. Oh, nice. Nice dip and zip there. Speaking of dip and zip. Magpie over there was just dip and zip. <laughs> so anyway, that was my trip in the Raywaz. I hope to go back. I actually do want to bag Clark. And I also want to bag um, Cameron Peak, mm-hmm. which is all, all the peaks in the Raywaz are above 12. You know, they're not like Colossal Peak by Colorado they're standards. They're absolutely beautiful. It's awesome area. And not, he would really like to do a backpacking trip with his wife. That's correct. Yay. What I like about the Raywaz, it's <laughs> relatively unused. It's off the beaten path. Yeah, totally. It really is just very beautiful. It's a very nice trail network up there, too. If you wanted to piece together some on-trail and off-trail, you could really kind of uh, mm. get creative. Yeah. May have to arrange for a car shuttle or Ooh. hit up people at the trailhead for a ride back. I've done that once on a long 30-mile hike up there, and it worked out quite well. One thing I will say, being on the divide in the Raywaz, you can actually see into a part of Colorado called North Park. And it's an mm. area I'd never seen before. I mean, we all know South Park and the area right. around Fair Play. But North Park, so there's a little town, Walden, that's mm-hmm. in there. Oh, yeah. And um, it's huge. Like, that plateau is unreal. I had no idea, like, how big that expanse of land actually, was. Actually, I don't think North Park is, um, technically speaking, a plateau. What would it be? I think it's just kind of a depression, if you will. It's surrounded by mountains. A plateau is a high area that is an uplifted, oh, that is a guy. flat-topped mountain. Science. I love it, man. You're dropping science, science and, all over the and place. And here's some history. Park is an archaic French word, apparently. That means wide grass area, a valley. Estes Park. North, North Park. South Park. South Park. 
So I wish I, I wish I had like a um, a, a South it, Park sound it, bite. It's true. You know? That's where, in fact, there's a lot of French fur trap influence. Going down to South Park, gonna have yeah. myself a time. Oh Friendly yeah. Friendly faces everywhere, all my foes without temptation. Going down to South Park, gonna have myself a time. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the song. And South Park <laughs> is based on Fair Play. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Fair Play, Colorado. Not too far from the Colorado Trail, so it all ties in together. Before we get into uh, Mag's Skirka trip. Just a, just a quick shameless plug. The Kindle version of your favorite trail book, I Hike, will be available by <laughs> Halloween. Happy Halloween. So get ready for that, people. It's a great book. It's, it is a great book. I've had a lot of requests for a Kindle version, and oddly enough, putting together the Kindle version has actually been harder than putting together the paperback. I w- I'll spare you the details, but... Please do. Okay, I will. But Does it have something Happy to Halloween. do with HTML? Man, yeah. <laughs> Let's on well, geek up. <laughs> I'd actually, before Max gets to, into his Skirka trip, I would like to talk about the 16-mile um, run I did on Saturday on the Greenbelt. Hey, now. Oh, awesome. I, I went under Wadsworth Boulevard and uh, little... I-70 and Sheridan. And... These are all big, you know, six-lane uh, yeah, it was, streets, if It was you will. just really yeah. beautiful and... They're, um, 16 miler. That's not too there, bad. There weren't a lot of uh, trees changing, but um, oh, there was a race going on in the other direction. Were there any homeless people changing their clothes? Um, I did see some homeless people, but I was out really early when I saw them. They were still sleeping. Okay. And um, you know, it was just a really, uh, you know, it's like going to the Rewa. It's just one of those experiences. <laughs> it's just so. You know, while you guys were hiking in Estes Park, I was, you know, running you know, 16 you know, one miles of the, under underpasses. One of the great things about living in the Front Range, <laughs> if I do say so myself, is that we do have that mountain range, which this metro area is named for, the Front Range. That's right. A mere 30 miles away. Yeah, I know. A mere 30 miles yeah. away. And the open space, like right here in Boulder, yeah. not too bad. No, the reality is that I've said this many times, there are worse places, cities to be stuck in, and I'm actually thankful for the Greenbelt. For, Iowa for City. Yeah. Iowa City. I, I like Iowa City. They have Coralville. Coralville, right Coralville, there. It's great for I, camping. Yeah. And, okay. I'm sorry, Iowa City residents, trail show also, listeners from Iowa City. I have actually never been to yeah, Iowa City. Yeah, I have been to Iowa City many yeah. times. It's actually pretty nice. Coralville, home of the mighty KCJJ. That's right. Check I don't it know out. Who that is. But anyway, I just thought I'd insert that because I was starting to feel. A little bit like a loser because I didn't have anything to oh report. But you're you're in grad school full time and it's, you're working. That, that's, and school just started up again, so I've been busy. But and that's very difficult. I did get myself out there, sixteen miles. Nice. That's awesome. Good. Unsupported. Unsupported. <laughs> I don't think I set any records. Okay, though. I was going to ask you. Throw that. You're going to post an FKT. Yeah, fastest known times pro boards. Get yeah, into it. Definitely not. All right. When we come back, we'll be talking with Mags about his recent trip with Andrew Skirka. with 40,000 trail miles. 
Disco, the Princess of Darkness, Max, and D'Lo. And we're back. It's, it's time for real. Show, folks. It's yeah. time for real. It's time for real. Um, you can find us at thetrailshow.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash thetrailshow, and on Twitter at trailshow. Hey, quick question on that. Yeah. Why is there no the in our Twitter Twitter In our handle? Twitter feed? Because Twitter. a high school class in California took over, basically took over that username a couple years before we started this trail show. And yeah, they haven't used the Twitter account in years, but they still own it. So What's up with them? Yeah. How, how do we get that handle from them? Uh, What's they, it going to cost? I don't know, Baseball man. bats. We could do a pledge drive. Do you guys have any way to to, to hack a, a Twitter account? No, let's just Maybe do a pledge just... drive and just buy out those students, this, that class. Man. I don't know. It's California. It could be expensive. It could be. Yeah, it could be from have, the OC. Yeah, but we've had 5,000 downloads, man. Over. It's over 5,000 in just three shows. Yeah. So, All right, moving on. So, All right, Max, you went on a trip recently with Andrew Skirka. Yes, I went on a trip with Andrew Skirka, and... You know, D'Lo was saying I should introduce Andrew Skirka, and I was my remark was there are probably three people out there to know who he is. But no, no introduction is needed, in my humble opinion. But really? I, I think D'Lo's right for those. I am yeah. right. Who was who Andrew Skirka? He was National Geographic Adventure of the Year twice. Twice well, he's done what the C to C loop. Read National Geographic. How would I know that? The well, Great Western Loop. Okay, well we're doing it right now, so chill. Chill, man. Fine. Yeah, man. But what's just fine? Okay? He doesn't just do trails. He makes up his own routes. And his last one, he did cross-country skiing, pack rafting, and backpacking. In Alaska. He did some pack ratting? <laughs> pack oh, rafting. Okay. Haven't you read Roman Dial's book? No? Nothing? No. How about... Uh, He's only read What to Expect When You Were Expecting. In your first year. <laughs> yeah. But he's a very well-known outdoors athlete. Um, known for, I wouldn't say lightweight, because he calls himself more of a minimalist. Right. He, he calls a stupid light, too. He's not the sub-five-pound thing. Right. But he's a well-known outdoor athlete, and he's been in National Geographic. He has had a book come out recently, uh, The Ultimate Hiker's Guide. In but fact, you can buy that at many bookstores, andrewskirka.com. Right. And I believe he'll sell autographed copies. He did mm. at one point. Been doing shows on the road in many cities. But he's also been doing um, guiding trips. He has, um, for what I, lack of a better word, I call high-adventure trips, A Week in the Winds or... Um, the Canyonlands of Utah, etc. And there's a lot of beginner focus trips. So one day I get an email from him on my website, pbags.com. Hey now. Hey now. Shut up, boy. Little plug. Little, little plug. plug. Yes. Where's that De La Soul song? Yeah, well. Come on, come on buddy. Well, come some on. Other Unfortunately, time. we don't have any money to buy rights to play songs Oh, on the you're show, right. So. We don't. Oh, so, uh, yeah. so we can Hit just... that PayPal button, people. Hit can that we, PayPal button. Can we just button. say, like, plug one? Plug two. You know what? Plug one. We can record plug you. Plug two. Plug one, plug two. And then Max talks about the trip. And I, t- <laughs> nice segue. So, so he asked me, I'm doing a trip in the Wild Basin area of Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, be kind of a beginner focus trip with some education. Be interested in assisting. I'm like, sure, why not? Get paid the backpack. And How long was the trip? Three days. Oh, okay. Two nights, three days. I mean, yeah. very beginner focused. Yeah. And it, we did some hiking, of course, but it was more about education. How to do a map and compass. How to pick a campsite, leave no trace. How to make a meal that doesn't come out of a baggie, like Mountain House. Oh, it's amazing wow. how many people think you have to get backpacking meals strictly from Mountain House. You know, my mm. friend Sarah went on some sort of a trip like this a few weeks ago. And she called and asked if she could borrow my 
backpacking stove and the pot and stuff because the instructor told them to bring mountain house meals. Really? And I was like, nah, you don't need to do that. No. Hmm. And that, that was Andrew's point. You don't need to get good nutritious meals from a package by an REI. We have, yeah. We have polenta with cheese and sun-dried tomatoes. Just hey off-the-shelf stuff, not very expensive, yeah. very filling. Polenta. It was very good. And we did a lot of map and compass. We did some bushwhacking. Schwacking. Oh, you know, D-Lo, you'll appreciate Schwacking. it. I said my good friend, he calls us schwacking. Oh. And I have people by the end of the trip say schwacking. Did, did you also tell them about Embrace the Brutality? Or I not? did not. That's more of the advanced level. Okay, trip. advanced yeah. level courses. Okay. You don't just let anyone in on that. Okay. That's right. Very good. But it was a very positive experience. Any injuries? Well, one person banged her knee up a little bit. Mm. Nothing terribly bad, but uh, an old Was there blood? Uh, it was actually a little tiny little bit. Okay. No, not profusely, but nice. bruised. So, you know, I had to take her pack and we split the pack. Another guy on the trip was nice enough to help me take some of the weight. And it was really interesting because, uh, as I was saying earlier, at a different time, you know, the beginners, you typically follow compass bearing strictly, like a beeline. Right. Especially in Colorado, you have to learn to read the terrain. You're not getting the hand motions here, unfortunately, so you're missing out. <laughs> we, we need video. We need yeah. to get on Ustream. Yes. Um, but in any case, we wound up in the same... <laughs> you know what would be really good? I'm sorry. I have to interject here. And then I'll get back to your compass bearings. It, I was just thinking how cool it would be to sit in a pitch black room with Mags and have him tell a story with like light up gloves on, just gloves. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and like you'd be sitting here and all you would be able to see were the gloves. That would be so cool. You know what? And then if you added in some music like this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, maybe, and maybe some drugs. <laughs> yeah, maybe some drugs. Matt. Maybe some glow sticks? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it would turn into like a rave in my basement. <laughs> I like it, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyways, okay. okay, back to the compass Back to your story. Oof, man. Uh, I talk with my hands just a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit. But in any case... Oh, so we're back. Oh, my God, rave. Sorry. Okay, Max, go, please. <laughs> but anyway, we just wound up in the same place as everyone else, and... It was a very positive experience. Andrew was a really good guy to work with. Um, the clients were just fantastic people. I'm still in touch with them now. and just Are they coming to your wedding? No. Oh. I, I was invited to Andrew's house for dinner, and some yeah. of the clients are coming there, too. Oh. So, there you go. What You mean at a later date? Yeah. Or? Next, oh, cool. next month. Oh, nice. So, you know. And we're going to need a trip report from that, too. <laughs> Dinner at Skirka's. But no, I mean, he was a great guy to work with. The clients were fantastic. And Is he a vegetarian or anything no, no. weird like that? No. no just kidding. Just kidding. His He's just a manimal. His all. girlfriend, really sweet, nice person. Oh, was she on the trip too? No. I, oh. The night before, we went over like the map and some right, other things. Right. And so if folks are interested in getting info on his trips and what he's got go going on. Go to his on. website. He has a mailing list started for next year, andrewskirka.com. Um you learn a lot in a short period of time from, uh, frankly, a person who has a lot of experience and uh, a short, bald, Italian-looking guy who tags along. Yeah. I, I have a question about Skirka. It's interesting because you said he had a girlfriend. This uh, just brought back something into my mind. Um, Uh-oh. I know, that, I know that when he was on his C2C hike, he would send his dirty clothes home and his mom was doing his laundry. Oh. 
And I'm just curious if now, when he does those adventures, if she's taken over those responsibilities. We know. No, you know what? We need to get Andrew in the. It's in, true. We need to in, talk to in him the about basement studio as a panelist from at, the horse's mouth. And and we need to ask him these yeah, questions. But, true. Who but no, does your dirty laundry on these long hikes today? That's right. But my Who theory is, you know, just from being almost married, yeah. mothers will do anything for their sons. It's true. Wives will tell you to shove it. <laughs> you know, it's very good. Very good point. I'm a wife, and do you, I, I've heard you tell them to shove it. You know what? Uh, you know what I've heard wives say? Don't f a novice name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I say while I'm making this lunch every morning. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I had a really good discussion about that at work today, which I'll spare our okay. trail show listeners. Okay, but remind me to mention. We'll that talk later. about that on the, in the yeah. car. Okay. While well, I'm planning be, your lunch for tomorrow, he'd be a oh, good dear. guest panel. So he's so I'm interested. In a lot of trouble now. Not no. we don't do celebrity hiker interviews. It's but, true, right. but guest panel. I like the idea of that. Just yeah, I mean, good. come in the studio. You know, have a few beers, just hang out, breeze, yeah. Just hang out. Yeah, there's he lots did. of there's lots of room in here. We oh, we need a we need another <laughs> microphone though. We need a fifth microphone stand. But we have a I got corner. it in my pack, dude. Though yeah. the problem is I didn't order a cable. Okay, so we so, could we could work it though. By, by next show, we'll have a, a fifth mic set up. So we could have a, a fifth person a fifth in wheel. our twenty square foot room here. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping the hearsay will grace us Actually, with it's his not presence. Twenty square feet. What is this? This room is like fifteen by fifteen, maybe. No, you're, no. you're, this, you're talking like ten by twelve. Well, are dude. you counting the space inside the closets? Oh yeah, you're right. Well, actually, <laughs> we have the crawl space. Down okay, here. so yeah. what what do we got here? How how many square feet is this? I don't know, people. But I it's think it's ten. I think it's time to move on. It's one hundred fifty square feet at the most. All right. Well, we, we got room for like a couple more people in here for certain. <laughs> well, okay. anyway, Andrew Skirker's trip, really positive, great people. Andrew's cool to work with, and it was a wonderful experience. It was nice to actually do something that was more my passion rather than just to pay the bills. Very cool. cool. Did Mags, quick question. Did you laugh? Did you cry? It was better than cats. All right, moving on. <laughs> better than cats? Okay, absolutely. He's, hey, a, could, he's from the South. He doesn't get that reference. Could somebody, Keep going. Could somebody grab me a beer? <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on. The Colorado Trail unsupported speed record was broken a few weeks ago by our good friend Sean, Sean Forey, a.k.a. Pepper. Who in some circles is known as Peppa Pa. Pepper Pa. That's actually what his uh, Triple Crown Award plaque says. Which is incorrect, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, anyway. he, he doesn't seem to mind. The, the previous unsupported record was around 14 days and change, and... Pepper thought that it was definitely within the realm of possibility. Um, so he came out. He flew into Denver. We picked him up, dropped him off at the trailhead after his bags were delayed a full day. They ended up showing up, though, intact. He had all his food. Guy carried three pounds of food per day. From and the I, start. And actually, I'm hoping maybe we can get him on Skype just to, like, tell us, you know. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah. A little bit. Next show. Next show, not this show. He took off, and I was. he had a spot beacon with him, so I was kind of following his progress online. He was doing 40-plus miles a day he every single it. day. He crushed the record. He ended up finishing in 10 days and change. And just what blows month, my mind. What month did he do this? Last month. Yeah. So this he is started, August? He finished Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Oh, wow. He, yeah. Basically the second half of uh-huh. August. I think he was probably actually hiking faster than I was running Last week, yeah. I mean, it was like, was he hiking like five, six miles an hour? 
No, just he, long days. He was hiking long, like 5.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. every oh, okay. day. And that's no. happening more and more. More of these records are being broken by hikers. Instead mm-hmm. of trail runners. The theory is that even though they're going longer, they're covering more miles and recovering. Didn't we talk about this last weekend? We did. Isn't mm-hmm. this the phenomenon known as the tortoise and the hare? It is. Except when the tortoise takes naps all the time. It doesn't work as well. Okay. <laughs> That's true. So the hare takes naps. Oh, wait a minute. Not so the tortoise. Wait, what the about, hare takes naps. What about when the tortoise takes hour and a half lunch breaks? No, it's the hare who takes the hour and a half lunch breaks. Oh, okay. Yeah, the hare who the hare can take an hour and a half lunch break, or even you know depending on where you are in the world, a two to three hour lunch break, and still maintain a pace um, on par with the tortoise. Okay. But in this case, these are just fa- they're fast hikers. There's not as fast. Nobody as hikes in tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> So Pepper made it. He got yeah. to Durango. And keep in mind, the Colorado Trail is approximately 485 miles long. He did it in 10 plus days. You can do the math yourself. It's an incredible pace to sustain. And uh, my hat's off to Pepper. That was that's Pepper Paw. Pepper Paw. It's pretty fa- pretty cool. Pretty did fantastic. It kind of on the grassroots level, just flew in. Yeah. Flew no, in. no big media campaign. Just did it. And, and yeah. he actually finished at like 12:30 a.m. Which is pretty amazing in yeah. itself. Yeah, his last day he pushed some big miles. But anyway, hopefully we can get him on next week's show to just kind of, you know... Talk about it. Tell us about the delirium he went through as he was doing 40-plus miles Think a day. How did he feel, I wonder, at 12.30 a.m. when he rolled out in Durango? Awesome. That trailhead, like, on the edge of the city, you know, kind of open space there. trailhead style. Like, I just... I just beat the speed record, and there's nobody here. Uh, I think that's his style. And you know what? That's his style. He did a trip report about his record attempt. At SeanForey.com. SeanForey.com. And we'll actually put a link up on our Twitter feed, so check it out. Twitter.com slash trail show. Because because Twitter.com, the trail show, has been taken by a... Some California high school student. California high school student. California. If anybody has any connections with those people... Anyway, or if, um, or if you people want to donate money so that we can buy that Twitter handle from this that school in California, we'd love to. Pay, love to do that. Head over to thetrailshow.com <laughs> and click the PayPal button. All right, so we have another installment for you, great trail show listeners of our embedded reporter Scott Squatch Harriet on the Appalachian Trail. Let's uh, let's see what's going on with Squatch. Hello, Scott Squatch. Harriet here, calling from um, somewhere on the East Coast. Actually, specifically the town of Millinocket, Maine. Uh, last time, since the last time I've called in, uh, some amazing things have happened. It's really amazing. Uh, one is a great new uh, hostel, or more appropriately, a bunk and dine uh, that is near Salisbury, Connecticut. Uh, two lovely people, a married couple named Hudson and Big Lou. Big Lou, by the way, is not big. She's like 4'11 and a doll. A great cook. Uh, they started this new hostel-like thing, and it's really awesome. Um, and uh, he's section hiked the trail. It's a little odd, though. You walk in, and he's got, like, uh, he collects skulls. So you've got, like, 28 different animal skulls greeting you as you descend into the area where the hikers, you know, gather and stay, and you I was hoping to God I wasn't going to see a human one. But he's really cool, and uh, he had a great bobcat story. He, you know, he, uh, he collects animals, 
uh, you know, pelts and, like I said, skulls. So he sees a dead bobcat on the road, like a 35-pounder. Oh, my gosh. And the skull isn't crushed, so he throws it in the back of his truck. He starts driving, and, like, five minutes later, he looks in the rearview mirror, and the thing is up and alive, like, oh, you know, man. part of a sequel to Pet Cemetery. So he's like, well, what the hell? So he pulls over, and he videotapes himself trying to extricate the bobcat from the back of the truck for, like, 20 minutes. It was pretty awesome. Uh, I think that might end up in the movie. Uh, flip flop flip and the search continues available at squadfilms.com that'll be in March um, plug one and also the great thing about Bearded Woods I mean they give you he'll pick you up take you back uh, to wherever it is on the trail you were I mean within like you know, a reasonable distance two home cooked meals by Big Lou dinner and breakfast including an alcoholic beverage that would be dinner uh, they do the laundry for you they have bunks that he's made himself really cool wood with sheets Cool DVD collection, two showers, and you get all that. For two showers? Bucks. You know, at first, a lot of hikers might say about 50 bucks, but it's really actually a great, great new place. Bird Woods, Salisbury, Connecticut. Here's an update on Animal. I'm not even sure if I talked about him on the previous two uh, updates or not, but Animal is a guy who's uh, through hiking the AT uh, south to north, and uh, he's carrying a bucket, a uh, five-gallon bucket. And, oh, yeah. Uh, his goal Remember, animal. was to do yes. eight sub $1,000 through hike. Well, that dream has been dashed. Uh, but he is still adamant it can be done. He felt he just uh, succumbed to the temptations of town, thus uh, forwarding that uh, attempt. Uh, but he still loves the bucket. I mean, I ran into him just in the, in the whites in New Hampshire, and he was swearing it helps him over those gnarly rocks. I, I think he was reaching a little bit with that. Uh, so anyway, good luck to Animal. Um just been a few uh, glorious days with uh, the Noodleheads, who've already um, summited Katahdin, along with the Ape Squad, that being possum and almost possum. The Noodleheads are Rigatoni and Angel Hair. And uh, they're, they've got this little cabin they're calling the Hiker Halfway House that they're trying to reintroduce slowly themselves back into society. For example, they only eat a half a pint of Ben & Jerry's every day. Uh, farting and burping is slowly but diminishing. Still there, but but not at full uh, trail speed, as it were. And uh, it was great uh, hanging out with those guys. Um, what else? Oh, at, the, at Bearded Woods, uh, there's a guy hiking the trail named Kazoo, who um, got that name because he can like he can talk and he sounds like a kazoo intentionally. What? Uh, that got really annoying really quick. But he's a great <laughs> kid. And uh, while he was there, he had not one, not two, but 43 tick nymphs picked oh. off his upper body. And, oh, um, fascinating. Lyme disease. Um, oh, my gosh. Just also a note, been kind of gnarly on the AT this year. I mean, it was the, hot, yeah, the hottest month ever. You know, uh, July was the hottest month ever, hottest month, hottest month ever recorded in the U.S. since 1895. It was brutal in Pennsylvania and uh, in New York. Uh, and you, you couple that with, like, record numbers of people, and it was just... Uh, it was like a sauna, literally like a sauna out there. People <laughs> were like walking in towels yeah. and uh, sitting Hello. on rocks and pouring uh, hot water on stones. It was weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, and uh, one last thing. It's a great method I learned from one Peter Tot, a young lass, <clears throat> through hiking the trail this year. Uh, for If you're hiking in a group and you want to vent your frustration at some point, uh, she pointed out a really great way to do this without scaring people. Because, like, if you yell, like, and you throw something down, you know, that can kind of offset some people or uh, scare people. Some people. 
Uh, but what she suggests is if you if you really want to let loose of the profanity, what you do is you throw something down with the, the hand you don't normally throw with. Hmm. You throw it down with your left hand instead of your right. And you look so ridiculous doing that that it, it adds a little comedic balance to the uh, outburst. <laughs> so give it a try next time you're out on the trail uh, uh, with it with a group. All right, that's it for now. Uh, Scott Harriet, AK Squatch. Uh, my films are available at squatchholes.com. That's right. Bye-bye. Shameless plug right there, then. I love it. <laughs> Another episode of Scott Harriet's Tales from the Trail. It's interesting that he mentioned that the uh, hiker halfway house, they're trying to diminish the amount of farting and burping. Yeah. But it sounds like what's, I, what's I heard about a that? story about eight men who are not through hikers currently going on a weekend backpacking trip. And asphyxiating each other with their gas and farts. Oh wow! So I don't know. Well, I tell you what. Let's don't talk about that. And when we come back, <laughs> let's talk about the Tahoe Rim Trail. What do you say? Sounds Yo. good. Okay. I'm not stopping recording. Broadcasting live from 5,400 feet above sea level, it's the Trail Show. And we're back. We're getting into our segment section of the Trail Show, and we're going to start out with Trouble Mom. And we're. <laughs> couldn't even understand that. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course Draw the one. <laughs> Wait, do that one more time. Do that one more time. Nobody heard that. You said it too yeah. fast. Draw the one. So <laughs> we're, <laughs> so we're king of the hill area. Or we're here, the one. So we're, we're coming back in with Trail of the Month. With uh, we're going to be talking about the Tahoe Rim Trail this month. Also known as the Tart. Also known as the Tart. Mags, do you want to lead us off? Sure. You've written a little document about the TART, correct? Uh, a little one, yeah. It's been used. It's a little planning guide on my website, pumags.com. Hey, I, we, POD and Plug I used one. it to plan Plug our two. really I Tahoe did, Rim Trail. I did not know this. Yes. We we planned our trail. Our well, trip. <laughs> I, I, I basically spent 10 minutes looking okay. at it. But yeah, yeah, well, I, in fairness, we should say, at that point, we've all done the Triple Crown. So, right. le- at least for me, I think for you two, it was just, so this is something to do. Yeah. We have some spare time. For me, it's like... <laughs> this is something to do. Right. I had some spare time. Right. So, the, the brief synopsis of the trail before we go into our experiences, roughly 165 miles. That's correct. It doesn't go around Lake Tahoe. It goes around the rim of Tahoe, which is really important to emphasize. It goes along the mountains yeah, of it. Right. Yes. Um, it goes through roughly 50 miles Pacific Crest Trail. It goes through yeah, some wilderness right. areas. You Desolation know. wilderness and what's – there's two wilderness areas. Oh, um, Mount Rose. Chief, Ro- Chief Granite. Granite Chief Granite, Chief. and it goes through the Rose Mountain, Mount Rose Wilderness. That's right, that's right. And um, What about the Nevada side? Carson, I forget if it goes through wilderness areas. Though. I don't think it's wilderness. I think it's just Forest Service land. National Forest yeah. land. And uh, Carson, Nevada mountains. And a ski area. And Heavenly, Heavenly yes. Ski Area. And through a residential area, and lots... <laughs> it does go through a residential And area. lots of open space. Yes, Local lots. open space. But 165 miles, easy resupply. We'll say the yeah. positives of it. Um, it's a great first tr- timers um, through hike, in my opinion. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, great, it's a great family through hike. I know some people plan to do it with their younger children when they're about 10 or 12. Mm, that uh, would be good. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some nice views in it. Uh, the Mount Rose area is pretty nice. The uh, PCT area is pretty nice. I like the yeah. Carson Nevadas. Yeah. Um, having said that, <laughs> now I'm going to preface this, that three of us have done preface. it as... Fir- preface? 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 Preface. Preface. I don't know. I don't know. Forget about it. I, I read a lot, you know, informal education, whatever. Forget about Forget it. Forget about it. Uh, but we have a different take on it than maybe the average hiker. We're jaded. We're jaded. You know, I the first half, or roughly half of it, I compared to, like, the Boulder open space. Yeah. There are lots of people trail running, mountain biking, just doing local hikes after work. Now, wait a minute. Which half? The first half, it depends. Um, on well, it's the nor- I, it's a clockwise trail. I forgot to mention that part. You could do a, a loop counterclockwise. Tra- right, it's a loop trail. Okay. So there's no north half or south half. Just, right. You know, you can take in and go wherever you want. So that's a nice logistic part of it too. So which which part is like Boulder this, open space? I would say the the northern. Yeah, the northern part. Yeah. And it reminded me of Boulder open space. Yeah. Because I love the Boulder open space, but it feels like doing. Feng Shui or Sorry, no, yeah. don't mind me doing my yoga moves over here. He's practicing his Kundalini. <laughs> Kundalini. He's practicing Kundalini. What? Can you say that on the air? <laughs> Namaste. Anyway, back to but the anyway. Show. So, right Boulder Open Space. It was just a lot of people hiking, mountain Get on biking, trail. walking their dog. <laughs> was the most exciting trail? Yeah. Right. The, the other, the bottom. Wait, wait, there were dog walkers. There were dog. Walk- I mean, you're near a residential area. Oh. Yeah, the whole time. Really? Now, I think. Could you see subdivisions of homes? Very yes. much so. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think it's worth doing again if it's your first time trail. Yeah. Or even if it's like. If you're nearby. Yeah. Yeah. Or, if you're in California, if you're like or Oregon, a, or a, I would a segue lo- from the AT to like Western hiking. Maybe? Or maybe you want to set the speed record for the tart. Maybe it's that could. Well, three plus days, by the way. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I take that back. It depends. There's a. Okay. Yeah, well, I need to go down this road. That's yeah. gonna be our news items. But just okay. talking about the trail itself, it's well marked. Um, great logistics. The volunteers obviously do a great job maintaining it. Um, I just think you have to know what to expect. Yeah. I I got like. Tilo's losing it, man. I remember <laughs> when we hiked it. It was like. <laughs> when you first when we first came we started ready, from Mag. Tahoe City. And when we first came around, like, this corner, we're like, whoa, there's the lake, cool. And then it, like, goes away and you come back. You're like, oh, there's the lake, awesome. And then by, like, the fifth time, you're like, yeah, there's the lake. That's great. I'm kind of tired of looking at the lake. I think if I live four or five hours away and I did this as an extended weekend, say, let's say a week, take my time and just drive up, I'd probably love it. But I flew into... You know, I had to fly in to do you it. You fly into Reno? Or, um, yeah, I flew into Reno. I think the shuttle that's the bus. closest airport. Yeah, and logistically, it's a super easy trail to yeah. do it, too. Yeah. Public transit will get you more or less right at the trailhead. And I just remember that at some point we were delirious. It was towards the end, and we were just kind of bored. And our, I remember A little our, bit. I remember our feet were hurting. We stopped to take a break. We had some ibuprofen, some caffeine pills, some Starburst, some iPod time. And then we got down to... There's like all this really cool rock work on the PCT, and then you get down to this road where you can hitch into Tahoe. South Lake Tahoe. Yeah, and there's this really cool granite like steps and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we got down to that trailhead, and we had already been there once before on the PCT, and we were so delirious. I just remember we were sitting there, and we both had like sweat crustles on our face, and like the snot crustles you get from like constantly blowing snot out of your nose without using a tissue. Yeah, yeah. And we were <laughs> what? And I remember we Cru- were crustles? taking. 
Yeah, what really, is a crustal? We're taking really close-up pictures of each other's nostrils because we were so oh, that, hilarious. Do that's you horrible. That? That's just horrible. Do you remember that? That's almost as bad as the worst thing I ever ever seen on trail, which was this past weekend. But oh. We don't need to go don't there. Don't you remember no, that? No. Oh, I know. It was. We were laughing so hard. Maybe we should it put some great. of those photos on the trail show we'll Facebook We'll have to because page. they are funny. They're <laughs> they are really funny. funny. And we, could, we could also put that picture of the worst thing that you've ever seen on the trail. Which happened to be last weekend. Um, oh my gosh! We can put that on our Twitter feed. Yeah, and we can we can let people you know maybe give us a little feedback on that photo. Yeah, let's see if we get some comments on that. See what people have to say about the worst thing ever seen on the trail ever. <laughs> so if if you're actually uh, looking to kill some time at work, you can check out my and Pod's trail journal for the TRT. It's at trailjournals.com/slash/disco-trt. Get oh, into wow. it. I didn't know that. I didn't yep. know that. Wow, cool. It's and it. I have mine at my website as well. It was 2009. Is when we actually hiked it in October, which is way late season to be doing the TRT. And because of that, we had to take a low route around Mount Rose due to snow. That was a nice area. I know. I know. Hmm. I know. I don't remember that either. But it was like day one or two. Yeah. It. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really cold. Freezing. Really cold that night. Yeah, I, I did mine in Ooh. June. Late June, I want to say. But it's a nice trail. Late, to... late June would be a lot better. Although, yeah. what was the bug factor like in late June? The only part that was bad was Desolation Wilderness. It was oh, really funny. Yeah. It was I was hiking against the grain of the PCT through hikers. They're all coming through. And they'd all look at me with my small pack. You know, my yeah. beat-up looking gear. Just comes like, to... are you going the wrong way, sir? I was asked that. To look at me with my <laughs> small pack. And I had my perma-stubble here that's just always on yeah. all the time. And they look at me like... Where are you coming from? You're too early for a southbounder. Well, the reality is, is like you can be on trail for half a day and you look like you've been out there for three months. Same man. with Dilo. Yep, same with Dilo. You guys, we have that natural ability. Dirt bags, man. Dirt yeah. bags. Chameleons. We're chameleons. <laughs> Weekenders <laughs> who blend in with the thru hikers. That's right. The chameleons. So to get more info on the TRT, you can uh, head over to the Tahoe Trail dot org or to pmags.com. Let me try that again. The Tahoe Rim Trail Association at TahoeRimTrail.org. Or PMAGS.com. Yeah, and again, it's a well-maintained trail. It's obviously a labor of love. Yeah. I just think it's a better beginner's trail. Sure. Or if you're nearby. Um, or if you've never done western hiking before. Yeah. I mean, we all live in Colorado, so that's our baseline. So take it for what it's worth. Okay. All right. Mike DeLorenzo's Ash Hiker. So, quick what do you question. Got, if I were to have talked when you just did that, would my voice have sounded like yours? Yeah, let's do it. Mike Lorenzo's Ask a Hacker. All right, maybe we'll go with that one. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I like so, it. this month we have three Ask a Hiker questions. Three? Three. Wow. And I think, how do they give you those questions, D-Lo? Well, let's see. We got one by email. At where? They, they send it to the D-Lo at the trail show.com. That's right. Nice. You can send your questions to D-Lo at the trail show.com. Why do you have a southern accent all of a sudden? Oh, I don't know. You kind of um, sound like this guy. What about my GPS unit, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> you can send your inquiries and your queries to D-Lo <laughs> at the trail show.com for next month's episode. All right. Or you can also post them to our Facebook page. And didn't we have one posted? This I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We what did, happened, man. We did. I don't know how I got these things, man. They just showed up. I got um, they, so I got three of them. We got Jeff from St. Louis, Chris from Facebook, and Bobby Joe from Tuscaloosa, 
who nice. actually sent Alabama. Me, she sent me a, a letter in the mail. All oh, right, cool postal mail. I like it. Yep. So here we go. The first one, Jeff from St. Louis. Was there any white powder in that envelope? Just a little bit, but I I took care of that. Okay, good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Jeff from St. Louis writes, "I've narrowed down most of the logistical details for my future through hike, but I'm lost in one detail." Do I dedicate some of my time to blogging and or journaling my experience on the trail? If I had to choose now, then I wouldn't dedicate a minute of my time to these activities. However, I feel regretting this decision years afterwards. Thoughts? Jeff from St. Louis. I've got I, some definite I thoughts. I have a quick question. Blogging and or journaling. I mean, is that kind of synonymous with each other nowadays? Sort of. I mean, you could journal and not share it with people, yeah. or you could blog you it and journal. put it on the internet, right? So blogging is a public journaling. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. It's also an online journaling as opposed to publishing your journal memoirs. in a book, right, in your okay. memoirs when you're like you know, 50 years from now. You know, I like to tell people, because I've done trail journals before, I've had other people do them, I've updated them myself, and i got to say, like, it's not when you're it. in town and you have town chores to do... Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like our, our a guy that we know, James. He's um he's updating like every month or something. He's just like putting something on there. You know, I just think like he's on follow tum- your heart. Hey, hey Max, he's on Tumblr. Tumblr. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, boy, whoa, boy. Sorry about that, everybody. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I just think like you know, for me, I want to get in and out of town fast so I can go hang out on the trail. And that- so here's the deal. I've noticed this a lot nowadays with the people that are on the trail with this year modern technology. Yeah, they do it on yeah. trail. But you can just hang out in your tent at night and do your little journaling on your smartphone and oh, then turn God. it off. Oh, that was a complete wow. Turn it off. And then when you get into town with reception, you can just email that to yeah, yourself, post it to your blog, do what you got to do. So I actually don't think that blogging needs to be that tremendous yeah. of a chore like it used to be back yeah. in the day. Uh, you bring your cell phone, yeah. turn it on once a day, type in some things with your thumbs. And I think it's actually quite nice to have that. I uh, think it is too. That that written record of what you did many years ago. But I don't think it know? has to be public either. No. You know? I think, me, I think there's some pressure when you have a public mm-hmm. journal. Like, can oh, I, I, have talk? To be, I have to be funny can or I, I have to do this or something, you know? Can I talk? Yes. Yeah, talk away, Disco. Did, did you guys get the reference there? Yes. Ross Perot. And, mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. Ross Perot, what year is this? <laughs> <laughs> Ross 96, I think? Dated. Yeah, yeah. no, sorry. It's right. Oh, jeez. Oh, we make Mutt Dukakis jokes while we're at it. Hey, man, I've got some good Eisenhower jokes if you want to go there. Uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter so, cracked corn. All right. Let me on. tell you what I did in 08. Yeah. So, normally... Back in the, I, my first hike was 99, I actually kept a paper journal, I, paper and pencil. Isn't that insane? No. Yes. In 2008. Shut the front door. I carried a little, like, two ounce audio recorder. I'm an audiophile, I, I dig I dig the medium. So, instead of actually writing anything, I would actually journal on the go. So, I'd just pull this little audio recorder out of my pocket, and I would do my, my daily journal on the fly. And that way... I didn't actually have to take time in town to write anything. I didn't have to actually write anything. And it, it just seemed to work. And the cool thing is, like, I've got those audio files, and every once in a while I'll play some. And it's amazing. On days that we did super big mileages, I listen to – I can hear how tired I am. I almost sound yeah, drunk. It is cool. It It, it is kind of cool. And Who it, knows? Maybe that, that – 
I might have to bring back yeah, one or should. two of those on a future trail uh, show actually, episode. Actually, I'd love to hear it. And yeah. I, I remember when we got into Washington. That was on the PCT, right? Yeah, PCTOA. When we got into Washington, we were like, oh, let's listen to something from, like, you know, SoCal or whatever. Yeah. It was so, really fun to, like, and it's different than reading it because there is a lot to be said for the expression in your voice and, like, yeah. the sound of the rain on the tent, which obviously didn't happen in SoCal. But, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was really cool. It was really cool, but you know now, I mean, you you can probably do that on most smartphones. You can just sure. record directly into it, and there's even like voice to text, so you could essentially record your voice. I, I and think then... the, I think the moral is that technology actually quite ma- makes this quite easy. Yeah. Yes. And 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 like Pod said, you don't have to make it public, but I think it's really worth it to record your thoughts in this once in a lifetime experience, so sure. that you have those for posterity. Next question. Well, can I just interject real quick? No. I'm going, to, I'm going to anyway. It's time for the next question, dude. Well, hey, what's up? Hey, Bob Fongo. Hans, <laughs> Hans Manyanti has got something to say. That's all right. You know, I've noticed though, this brings up a good point. It's just on trail forums and various hiker bulletin boards, one of the first questions asked is about connectivity. Where can I get a good Wi Fi signal? Mm-hmm. Where can I get a good cellular signal? What are the charging stations like in towns? So I think, for better or worse, technology is now part of the trail experience. For worse. Hmm. Very interesting. Just, just an observation. No judgment. No, I agree. Next question is Chris from Facebook. Chris from Facebook writes, When I go hiking or backpacking, I have to consciously force myself to drink as I don't really get thirsty during these activities. Not what? having any trips longer than a long weekend under my belt, I was wondering if this is the result of my body adjusting to the stress of backpacking. I almost always wind up being underhydrated and having a massive headache towards the oh, end of wow. my trip. And even though I have been forcing myself to drink, it doesn't seem like I am consuming as much water as my body needs. I actually drink more during a typical day than I do on the trail. Do you or any of the members of the trail show have any experience with this? I wonder if this effect would wear off on a longer trip. Yes, I have a lot of experience with that because I'm actually a similar way. Really? I I don't drink. I forget to drink water a lot. You forget. And I know it sounds crazy, but there are people like that. Okay. And and let me give you an example on these long runs that I do. Well, I did Through a bunch the in the belt. spring. Yeah, I did a bunch in the spring, and then I kind of trickled off, and then I'm back trying to do it again. And what I found is that I have to tell myself, okay, every two miles, I'm not going to stop because I have a hydration vest on. I'm not going to stop, but every two miles, I I got to pull out some water you know what i mean i got a i've got my little tube and when i'm hiking especially i i gauge that also by how much i'm peeing and if it's colorless right and if it's not colorless every time i pee i try to drink a bunch of water and the other thing i did which i learned from my um my hobby here is that hey now i take salt tabs when I'm doing the long runs, because the water sometimes isn't enough and it just goes through your system. Exactly. And you need the salt. And so I've actually, on my long runs, I carry salt tabs, and like every four miles, I take a salt tab. So yeah. my my uh, philosophy on all this, especially if you're just going out for the weekend, um, and you want to be able to drink you know, enough the next day, is to um, drink a lot of alcohol the night before that you go hiking. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, yeah, because if you if you drink heavily, almost you know what they might call binge drinking nowadays, and I, I take offense to the term <laughs> binge drinking myself because I think it's a very derogatory term. I think there's really nothing wrong with drinking like ten beers at a sitting type of thing. You know, following it up with a couple shots of whiskey. Sure, nothing wrong with that really. 
And I, I think you enjoy that, life. I, I think it's sad that our in this day and age we have to kind of uh, belittle everything. belittle that type of you know alcohol consumption because it's okay. Drink your own drinks, man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel that if you drink a lot of alcohol the night before, such that you wake up the next day with a headache to begin with, feeling dehydrated, um, then it's just easier to just really start drinking a lot of water while you're out on the trail and just trying to make up for it. Um, the problem with that approach that I've seen personally is that if you step out onto the trail in a very dehydrated state, it's very difficult to kind of come to a hydrated state. In fact, you might not become fully hydrated until the next day. I've seen that happen with myself. Sure. You also might have some serious bowel issues to deal with <laughs> on the trail um, that, that day after a heavy night of imbibing. So. What kind of issues, man? Just, you know, sharts, things like that. <laughs> No, I, w- I would say explain charts, but I'm asking, going to ask you not to explain charts. Okay, continue. So D'Lo has no medical training. Moving along. <laughs> salt tabs, man, salt tabs. Yeah. Okay, so the third question here, I-, I think we gave Chris some great advice here. Our third question is from Bobby Joe from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. No kidding. Al- That's right. Alabama. Wow. Greenbow. No, Forrest Gump reference, 1994. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. And you only really know what Roll Tide means when you're from the north like I am when you go down south and go hiking and everybody's yelling that around you. <laughs> but really? That's the, yeah, that's the only that time That's the only time you've ever heard anybody in their say Roll Tide and you kind of say, hey, dude. I'm sorry, can you explain to me what Roll Tide my, means? My dad lives in Alabama and yeah. football is a religion down yeah, there. Yeah, man. that's why everybody says Roll Tide. It's funny tide. because they have so much religion down there. I'm surprised they have religion. They're just full of religion down there. Football yeah, religion football. too. So Bobby Joe from Tuscaloosa writes, with tens of thousands of miles you four have walked, you must have some advanced hacking techniques. Share some with your listeners. Well, Bobby Joe, one of my favorite advanced hiking techniques is to always bring a gallon Ziploc to place my stinky socks and clothes in after returning to the car at the trailhead. You can fit them all in a gallon size You Ziploc. sure can. This way, when you reach, hmm. when you head into town for beer and food on your way home, you can keep the stench of your filthy hiking clothes from infiltrating your entire car. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Another, uh, and speaking of stench... If I may, a good way to get rid of foul-smelling feet or underarms or any sort of stinky body parts you might have that would cause your fellow diners to relocate further away from you at the brew pub after your hike is to rub sagebrush on your feet and underarms. Come on. Yes, it's true. I have, and it works quite well if you happen to be at a low, dry trailhead at the end of your hike. You know, Sagebrush ooh. does wonders to mask odors. I've That's used what? citronella insect repellent under my arms yeah. to mask. You know what else really does a wonderful job of that? It's just sunscreen. Okay. Especially yeah. if you if you're if you're Scented rolling sunscreen. out to a trailhead and you need to hitchhike into town, I would advise putting on sunscreen huh. before you get to the trailhead because it'll just kind of mask that. Plus, three you're gonna or four have to hitch for like four hours. So yeah, and you're standing you in the sun. And you can't wear your sunglasses or your hat when you're hitching. Or in the course. case of Sidewinder, eight hours. Yeah. We need. We actually. We should have him on one night to talk yeah. about that. Story. Good friend of ours. Oh, I'd like to hear about that. Eight, you know hour, eight like hours ordeal. You know what I like to do. Well, as far as like your advanced hiking techniques. Well, I don't know. As far as weekend backpacking, I love keeping a p- my chacos in the car. Yeah, so oh, when absolutely. I'm done, oh, trip. 
sandals. Getting those shoes off. Cotton Ugh. shorts and a cotton t-shirt yeah. when you're done. And perhaps a cooler full of beer and soda. 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 <laughs> Drinking a liter of soda. <laughs> you even said soda just then. <laughs> he man. did say soda, everybody. I've got some advanced hiking techniques. Yeah, what do you got, okay. Disco? Alright, I've received much ridicule for, for oh, yeah. the small blue dish sponge that I carry on every hiking trip. And you use this to, to clean the taint. I, I clean... <laughs> Oh my God. I would ask you to explain that to people, but, but I'm we can't actually going to ask you not to explain No, and we can't talk about that on air because then I would get into words that, you know, we, we would have to... Our family friendly. Words with friends. Yeah, um, words that we can't say on the air. The here. blue dish sponge. It's worth its weight in gold, and it actually doesn't weigh that much. Less than an ounce. So, oftentimes on trail, what I've found is that initially I'd want to take days off in town get a hotel, etc., because I was so dirty. And what I've found is that if I can clean up in a stream once a day, maybe even twice a day if I'm feeling a little crazy, with a blue dish sponge... Does it have to be blue? It does. I'll get into that later. Hmm. And it actually makes... It's amazing. You end up hiking four or five days. You're able to clean off every day, kind of do a bird bath kind of scene. And by the time you hit town, you don't feel grungy, grimy. You don't feel that need to get a hotel room. Therefore... You can take that money that you saved on your hotel room and blow it all in like two dinners and really just eat as much as possible. Kind of like we did this past weekend with uh, Josh and, and company there on the yeah. the Mag's Dip and Sip hike. But anyway, so uh, so yeah, the blue dish sponge, worth its weight in gold. One other thing I'll put a plug in for advanced hiking techniques, the inline water filter. And no Ooh. one does it. No one does it. I, I'm convinced that I have the best... I know you guys aren't into, like, treating water, okay? So I, I'll just talk to P.O.D. and, like, the 99% of other hikers that actually do treat their water. Brainwashed by pure water filters. Yeah, AKA I like Katahdin. my cow water. A.K.A. Yeah. Katahdin water filters. Brainwashed also by the U.S. Forest Service. Brainwashed. I've seen mags dip a one-liter bottle into a beaver pond. I'm not making this up. This was on the... Uh, Ring the Peak. Ring the Peak Trail. Dip and sip out of a... Um, um, I do not recommend this. Uh, for experts only, do not try this at home. Yeah, anyway. drinking beaver pond brown water is not an advanced thing. It's more of a light beige. So it's a simple setup. I've got a one liter platypus in a side pocket on my backpack. I've got a hydration tube. And spliced in the middle of that hydration tube is a Sawyer inline filter. It's got a one million gallon guarantee. You can back flush it at home. It's essentially never going to die. And I filter water as I drink, so there's no waiting for chemicals, no waiting for, you know, chlorine treatment, etc. And it doubles as a gravity filter in camp. So anyway, I'm not going to bore you with too much other than that. Yeah, I know, POD's falling asleep over here. Inline filtration is the way to go, people. Get into it. Max, do you have any advanced hiking techniques well, you'd like to share with there was another question on our Facebook page, which you didn't address. Oh, I didn't catch it. What was it? It's about one gentleman, and I, I do apologize. I forget the name. But he was wondering how we balance working with through hikes. Oh, I missed that Oh, yeah. One. I did. That, that's a very important one. Okay, yeah, so moving on to the question. question number four. And he wants to know... Um, how do we balance doing long hikes with working? Do we just quit our jobs, or, or do we get a leave of absence, etc.? And I'll, I'll start off since I brought it up. I think it depends on the stage of life you're in. Yeah, We're all roughly the same age, very similar backgrounds. I think for many of us, we worked really hard, mm -hmm. saved up money, 
quit, quit. work, yep. go through hiking, and start over again. Yeah. Boom so, and bust. Yeah, boom and it, That's a great way of putting it. Now, now that we're quite frankly moving to a different stage in life, I'm not sure how we would do that. Yeah. And that's personally something I'm grappling with. I have different strategies that I'm hoping to do. Consulting's one of them. Maybe maybe not four to six months, maybe four to six weeks at a time go hiking. Sure. So that's one strategy. Maybe you also want to go on a, a rock and gem show uh, <laughs> United States tour. <laughs> oh, you're so cruel. Wow. Right. Wow. Right after you go to Ikea. Oh! <laughs> oh wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you could kind of keep the two like together. You could do an Ikea rock and gem show USA tour. That's true. And just, you know, camp out in between trips to Ikea's and Rock and Gem shows. Max, dude, they're killing you. Oh, but, but being serious, I think there's a reason why you see most people on the long trail, say 30 and under roughly, a plus or and minus. And then the older. Exactly. Yeah. We're in that in-between phase, and that's yeah. less common. I mean, so, That's per- it. I'm quitting my job tomorrow. <laughs> but, you know, I would love, because, you know... And that's another thing we should talk about, too, the whole Sunday night phenomenon. But Well, before we get into that... My personal experience in '99, I was I was just out of college, hiked the AT. In '04, I quit a job, hiked the PCT. In 2006, quit a job, hiked the CDT. In 2008, quit a job, hiked the PCT and again. And that's what I did. And, and that's what I've been doing. I mean, ultimately, and, it's, it's and here, not a sustainable model. Here in God's country, you have to quit your job to get the time off that would well, that I you would need to hike 2,000 plus miles. Lots of places. What do you think, Dila? I completely agree. I don't think there's really any other way um, to to get that much time off. For long edge. hikes. Yeah. yeah. And some yeah. people do have job situations where they're willing to let people take that time off, but Buck 30. It, it's very rare. I think yeah. if you find a career visiting nurses, traveling nurses, yeah. rather, seem to be a good... If you're school a, school teacher school teachers but even that that's not it's less than three months. Well, I, I feel like at least for me, I've I'd done, have to be hiking with Andrew Skirka to do a through hike. Hey now, on my <laughs> teacher's vacation. But, but that's I feel like I've done the long hikes. I don't necessarily want to hike four to six months. Anymore. I do. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I do, and I can't. <laughs> I want to hike four to six weeks at a time now. I like my community. Yeah, yeah. I like where I live. Yeah, for the most part. I, Mags, I Mags I, is very community-oriented. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I'm unhappy. I just... I am I feel like I'm happiest. I'm just really trail. unhappy, guys. I really am. No, Mags. I want to do, like, the Great Divide Show of 800 miles as opposed yeah. to yeah. the PCT of 2,600 miles. I want to do both. Well, I can't... It's all summer. good. There's it's a 500-mile trail I actually can't recommend to you, Mags. It's called the GR11. But oh, here we you go. You can listen uh, to we, that was episode so three if, if you're really interested. All right, so let's wrap this up and say buy your lottery tickets. Yeah. yeah. Or, find, or do section hiking. Yeah. Or do section hiking. Embrace section hiking. Live cheap, save money, quit your job, and go have fun. Yeah. Okay, that takes us. It's good that we're moving into um, the... Trail what is name? Wait, wait. Can we get some? Uh, no, I, audio I don't want the. Re- no, I don't we, want no, the come reverb. on. We need some audio. This is, reverb. This no, we are. POD segment. She That's right. Yeah. How she wants. And before we get into POD segment, we're going to go to break. Live from Mike DiLorenzo's charming basement, 
In the historic beer district of Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. It's the Trail Show, and we're back. Let's get into POD segment. Okay, Trail Name of the Week. I'm actually, you know what? I What I've decided is that I'm not doing this segment anymore. Whoa. Because we've already talked about trail names, and I feel like we've gone there. So I would like to change this segment hey to, now. like, something uh, addressing the... The specifics of being a woman on the trail. Oh yeah, let's bring yeah. it. Yeah, and what so, do you got? Awesome. so along the lines of trail tips, I uh-huh. was thinking about this. Um, my advice: this is something I learned on my own on trail, and I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but shave it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. Why? Yeah, it Why? really helps. It helps. It helps with the the chaffing. No, it helps with the the cleanliness. Uh huh. You, you know, can't shower all the time, and I'm not going to go into like the sordid details, but I did learn this uh, from miles and miles of hiking, and it's just shave it, man. I, Bear before you start. I think we really. Have what, what about the derf? <laughs> I don't have a derf. No, everybody has a derf. Oh everybody has God. that uh, section of their body between. <laughs> yeah, the but front it's and the different back, on right? women, man. There's no hair there. I. Uh, that's not an issue. This well, is, this I mean, I don't think it's, it's an issue. And it's not like I have, like, a big, an issue for me you know, either, Planet of the Apes derf going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I th- Well, I don't know if it needs to be Planet of the Apes derf. I think it just might need well, to be, like... Well, for you it is. Might just need to be, like, <laughs> Bambi derf, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I... Like, I'm oh, pretty boy. sure that I don't have, like, Planet of the Apes in that derf section of my I think, you, based loins, on what I've seen from your chest... Good night, folks. No, no, that's actually a, that's an area that the hair doesn't quite grow. Maybe it's okay. because it's not exposed All to right, sunlight. well, moving right along. <laughs> good, good night, folks. Anyway, so I'm just... I would like to petition the group if I could... Absolutely. Do... Yeah. If you will. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would like I, to... She will. I okay. would like to change it because I feel like we've gone there with the trail names and... I think this is on? a very important okay. thing to bring up for the trail community, and something yeah. obviously the three of us mooks can't. Exactly. Say. So, so, okay. so, so maybe this is no more be the ask a female. Yeah, ask so, a female. Okay, so this is ask a female yeah. hacker. Yeah, please. and if you have any questions pertaining to feminine issues on the trail, please put it on our Facebook page, or if you want more privacy, it be what is the email address for the trail show at POD. It's pod at thetrailshow.com. Send, so please send, send me your, your questions, questions there. ladies we, and gentlemen. We encourage you to please send questions because this is an interactive forum. And Maybe we, we should call it pod. What about urinary tract infections on the trail? Oh, she's been there. I've been there. What well, is that all about? How does I've this happen? Horrendous. How does it happen? The problem it's a con- it's a, a cleanliness issue, and uh-huh. so there's a lot of dirt, you know, just in general. And there's sweatiness and saltiness, and that's another reason. I say shave Blue sponge. It because it really, it gets rid of... So this is, the urinary tract infections occur when you get that sweatiness, that dirtiness, that extra it hair, whatever. It gets pushed up into inside the... Inside the tract. Yes. And then it gets infected. Yes. And, and there's no cranberry juice on the trail. And it, it, hey, right. forget the cranberry juice. Let me tell you something. Having a UTI and when you're camping ugh, is the worst. Especially if it's cold outside. When you have to get up like... Literally every thirty minutes to pee, like six blo- drops of blood. That sounds painful. It's really awful. Oh, I haven't ever gotten up in the middle of the night to pee blood. <laughs> well, huh. and that's why it's ask a female. That. And that's why I say shave it. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's. Are there any other th- techniques, advanced hiking techniques, if you will, that one can um, 
use to minimize the chances of a urinary you know, tract infection? I can think of one specific it's really item, great but stuff I, here, don't, <laughs> I don't know that Blue it's sponge. appropriate for... Perhaps another show. Thank you, P.O.D. I think that's a very important section that we need to address. Good. So what's the name of this section going to be then? Ask a female hiker? Ask a female. Ask a trail bunny. Ask a she. Ask a she hiker. What do you you think about ask a a trail bunny? No. 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 That's kind of derogatory. That's derogatory, isn't it? This is not the 1965 Madman Trail Show. You just showed like the Confederacy that's that's been ingrained. So this segment will definitely not be called... Felicia Hermosillo's Ask a Trail Bunny. <laughs> no. I just picture like Mad Men or something. We do that. I know. Yeah. I know. It's horrible. Okay. Good grief. Where the heck are we? We're, we're, we're getting into trail news, trail people. News. Max, bring it up. Well, as I said, we'll, we'll mix it up. It seems like the book and movie reviews are very popular. So I thought yeah. I'd just do a quick review of a movie. Now, it's not quite related to long-distance hiking. It's more, D-Lo, you'll like this, long-distance mountain biking. Wow. What? Well, what? what, what Do they use trails? They did. Blasphemy. Bear with oh me. God. Bear with me. It's on Netflix streaming. It's very well done. Okay. It's called Ride the Divide. Oh. It's about the Great Divide mountain bike route. It parallels or even goes on the Continental Divide Trail. Okay. And, but what I liked about it is that these people doing the trail... They have the same attitude as long-distance hikers. They're out there enjoying the journey, and sometimes there's a lot of camaraderie, and they're just having a great time. The scenery is beautiful, and it's not quite the CDT, but it gives a nice trail fix. And again, it's Netflix streaming, so ride the divide. Right, I recommend cool. it. It's an hour cool. and a half, so great for after work. And How many stars? Um, we'll do the one to five. I give it four stars. Oh, cool. Nice. nice. What if we don't have Netflix streaming? I guess you'd have to probably buy the DVD. Maybe borrow your friend's password? That would be illegal. Hey, okay, now. we can't recommend stuff it, like it'd that. It'd be like using a bit of torrents, and that would just be <laughs> illegal. Too. That's completely legal, man. We can't talk about that on the trail show. But, anyways, heading into news, and we're going to. Oh, that reminds We're going to do movie month next month on the trail Ooh. show. You know what? I'm going to bring popcorn. Oh, nice. We're going to review two movies The Way. Yeah. About With the Cam- uh, Martin Sheen. Yes, about the Camino. Yep. And that's been very popular lately. And my favorite. <laughs> don't go ahead of time now. It's a fictionalized account of southbound on the Appalachian Trail. And it's a love story in the And process. it's a love story. Mm. What's it called? Southbound. Is it a romantic yeah. comedy? Is Jennifer Aniston in yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> One can only hope. Yeah. Get on the trail. Yeah. I can't but wait. We don't want to go into it too much. That's a little teaser. <laughs> little teaser. And yours truly, I think Dilo as well. A lot of interest in Wild by Cheryl Strayed. So I am going to actually read this book. Wow. Okay. And review it. And I think D'Lo. I, I think I will too. I good. need a new book to read. And okay. we're, we're like the sensitive male type. So we'll give a great. Well, you are. Thank you. So there's a lot that's been happening this past month. I kid you not. So I broke, broke them to categories first. And this is, this is serious. A very sad, uh, well-known um, PCT supporter, Bill Jeffrey, a.k.a. Azabat. Oh, I know. I very hate this, sad. Man. He's a... Very well-liked individual, gave the water reports, very into the A to Z PCT kickoff. Um, yeah. He died while hiking Pacific Crest Trail of Natural Causes. Hmm. Um, just died in the Oregon woods, just very hmm. tragic. And again, he's very well-liked. No one had I, anything bad to say about him. I got just, to hike with him a couple days on my 04 PCT through hike in yeah. the Sierra, and he's, he's a, just a fabulous nice, guy. Well-liked, wonderful family man, apparently he's very active um, in his community. Super nice guy. 
and just it's a tragedy. I mean, he was out there doing what he loved. That's the positive side, but you could tell, you know, at least behind a nice family, and a lot of people cared about him in the trail community, so he'll be very missed. Yeah. And that was the last month, and just one of those things. A uh, little less well known, but very well known ultra running communities was Michael Mish Popov. He holds the John Muir Trail unsupported uh, record holder. He did oh, it four e- days. even now he still holds a record. Four, a little over four days. Oh my gosh, two hundred eleven miles. Yeah, thirty four years old. So uh, tragedy. He died in Death Valley on a run hmm. uh, from heat exhaustion. I understand, oh. but more than his records, here's a story I read about him that says a lot about him as a person. He was on track to beat the TRT supported record um, trail running as partner. Um, he's very close, you know. Sarah Spelt yeah. does a Pacific Crest Trail, um, Pacific Coast Trail race. I'm sorry, was also running and she was late. He was worried about her, turned around just to look her up and see if she was okay. Oh wow! So he broke his own attempt. He was on track to beat just to make sure the woman he loved was okay. Wow, wow. that's. That's so, admirable. I mean, that, to me, and he used to do, he used to be in the back of the pack with people on hikes. So I never knew the guy, but all these nice words said about We exchanged emails before he was doing the TRT. Hmm. Oh, cool. So, just a really, again, yeah. just a really nice guy, well-liked, besides being an incredible athlete. Hmm. So, you know, another, you know, loss to the trail community. Uh, we already mentioned um, Pepper P.A. doing the Colorado mm-hmm. Trail record. But there was yeah. another one as Pepper well. Pepper Paw. Pepper Paw. Uh, Nikki Kimball, woman supported record of the long trail, five days, seven hours, forty-two minutes. And she's an ultra runner. Correct? Ultra runner, correct. And she was actually five on, days. She was on track to beat the overall record. Oh my gosh! Never mind men and women's right overall record. On um, there was a bad storm that came in Friday. So, mm-hmm. so keep in mind we're talking two hundred and seventy miles for the long trail, and she did it in five plus days. Correct. Do the and, math. And I should explain really quickly. Um, supported versus non-supported versus traditional. Yeah. So traditional is um, usually on longer trails, like the Appalachian Trail, Pacific Crest Trail, where you're essentially through hiking just at a fast pace, like Scott Williamson, where he just got his own supplies. Um, non-support is easier on the shorter trails, like the Colorado Trail, John Muir Trail, where like Pepper, you just carry all your food from beginning to end. Right. Not very possible on the AT or the PCT. Although it's been tried on the AT. It's been tried, but... It didn't, didn't work out so well. Go back to episode one. Yeah. Um, support is more of an ultra-running style. People meet you at road crossings. Um, they have all your supplies and food and such. So that's... <laughs> Dilo, <laughs> Dilo. Uh, this is the point of the show. Dr. Space Mom. Dilo's losing it. The way Dilo's losing it. Dilo's ADD. Is, yeah. that, is, that, is that Dr. Spaceman quote from me? No. Yes. Yes. It was? It was? Oh. Okay. The reason you why I'm laughing, you from, don't recognize your own voice. I man? do. I'm just. I'm just trying to clarify. Okay. He, the reason why we're laughing because I tend to talk with my hands quite a bit. <laughs> this is where we need some video of the trail show. And people. Dilo at this point is six beers in. So yes, it's more like but, seven or eight. But moving that's along, that's why I hate that binge drinking word because I don't think it's fair to us heavy drinkers. Uh, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So there's some trail closures. Now stay with me here, Dilo. I'm with you. Okay. Bringing it back. So, I was going to list all the trail closures in the PCT. I just gave up. There's essentially Northern California, Oregon, and Washington's on fire in many places. Really? Oh, nope. It's just an amazing amount of trail closures. Uh, Go to uh, PCTA.org. Huh. Um, I mean, it's not just one continuous stretch. It's here and there. Right, of course. And they have alt routes listed to get around the fires. And we can see the fires effect in Colorado has been a haze drifting over. So go to PCTA.org for all the trail closure information. They may have died down a little bit, 
But it's definitely affecting northbound through hikers. The cooler fall weather will probably put a damper on Abs- some of the fires. Absolutely. That's what happens naturally Hopefully. this well, time of year. Absolutely. But there's also a major trail closure on the CDT along the Montana-Idaho border, the Mustang Fire Complex. Hmm. Um, Parrotted Peak to Lost Trail. Uh, Continental Divide Trail Coalition, ContinentalDivideTrail.org, has all the details. And the CDTL, Continental Divide Trail Mentalist, has some alternate routes you can take. Okay. As an FYI, and this is why you should always... You know, we're ambassadors of the trail, but it's a $5,000 fine if caught. Hmm. So that's wow. pretty much that's a good... That's no joke, people. Yeah, so... Yeah, and, and you're putting other people's lives at risk because exactly. if you do go into an area yeah. and, and then for some reason they have to come in after you. You're, I you're, don't care how many miles you've hiked. I mean, there's The always... sign applies to you. It does. Exactly. It does. Never mind the $5,000, which would certainly hurt me. I just, <laughs> you're putting volunteer firefighters two, two usually... Hikes. Yeah, and plus volunteer firefighters yeah. have to belly or butt out, or even if you're not in trouble, they still have to get you out. Yeah, and you're making a bad impression for the trail. Not cool. Yeah, and that just about wraps up. But poor trail ambassador skills. That's Absolutely, right, there. right yeah. there. But this brings up another quick news item. And and all of us are trail ambassadors. We are. Right. We are. We're. We are. Absolutely. And so are you. Ambassadors. But remember that Whitewater Complex fire from earlier this year? Sure. Sure do. It brought up. Apparently, the Forest Service is going back to what they did 100 years ago. Letting it, it burn. No. no. Oh. They're running, they're running out of money. They're running out of resources, meaning people and equipment, and the political fallout. So now they're going back to just putting out fires as soon as they start, rather than yeah. containment fires. Which is what's created the mess that we're in today. Absolutely. So it's, I understand the political reasons, the monetary reasons, but it's just a very scary situation yeah. especially now they're more urbanized in 1911 what was that called again disco the big blow up the big blow up yep big blow up <laughs> yeah historic fire whoa whoa d having a big blow up was that a sound effect or was that was not a sound that was a human sound effect yeah that was that was a little well speaking that was a good segue speaking of humans yes there is two medical issues that happened recently in the trail areas the hantavirus and yosemite Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Awesome. The Curry Village area of the 22,000 people infected. 22,000? I kid you not. Three confirmed deaths. Whoa. You so just said three and held up two fingers. I'm all like that. It's the, uh-huh. So, so it, were it's all the, of these people... Uh, no, I held left... my thumb and two fingers. It's so were all of these people like camping in the same campground? Like, yes. What's the deal? Yeah. And so, I guess the Curry Village, like mostly Yosemite, is a very big area. Yeah. It's tent camping, but still it affects people who come through Yosemite area. Yeah. Hmm. But three confirmed deaths. And speaking of deaths, the last news, this has been a lot of news items this month. Yeah. The first ever grizzly killing in Denali. No. Yeah, I heard about this on NPR. I did not hear but about this. But you know what? You look at the death. It's been two deaths in Montana and one in Yellowstone. That's only like a handful of deaths. I'm not discounting the deaths. Sure. But people worry about bear safety. Yeah. But what about driving to the trailhead to hike in this grizzly area? Yeah. So I'm not much less safe. Exactly. Yeah, that that bear death was gnarly too. The guy went missing, and then the helicopters flew over, and the bear was sitting on his carcass. And they had some pictures the guy took. Yeah. The the victim actually took pictures before he died. As the bear was mauling him. I don't think quite. Oh no, he was. That's right. He was really. That was the problem. Is that he had gotten. Within the very very close, there's like a range where they tell you to stay away, and he saw a bear eating or something, and so he got up really close to eating pictures, <laughs> and then the bear. What could possibly was the, who was go that wrong? guy who had the special the Treadwell the, Timothy Treadwell, Treadwell? Yeah, was it Timothy Treadwell style? 
Well, no, I don't think he was no. that whack. He was but, communing uh, with the bears. No. Yeah, because Timothy Treadwell was communing with the bears, kind of yeah. like that guy in and Colorado. Then they, and then they communed with him. Who, oh yes. Who dressed like the goat who was communing with the goats. <laughs> this is a true story. It's a good way to get this shot, is, people. It was somewhere. He's actually or in to a, get mauled by a goat. And he was going or he was in a mountain goat. This is not urban legend. He was in a mountain goat costume, frolicking with the mountain goats, and a hiker saw him. And he looks at the strange goat limping. He turns out the dude in the costume. And it's not illegal, but the Forest Service is very concerned because hunting season's coming up very soon. Do we know where this was? Where was this? Montana. No, no, no. This Better is in yet, Montana? Where does one acquire a mountain goat costume? I think, I think it's homemade. Just eBay, sew man. Some, sew eBay? some like, white Cra- how shag fur together, Craigslist? man, and drape it over yourself. Sure. Craigslist, maybe? Used? Maybe a furry website. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you could find yeah. some. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, but th- that's the news. Some tragedy, some joy, some more tragedy, and triumph. Okay. Thank you. This is Max. God bless. All right. And now, trail weather with veteran meteorologist Lawton Grinner. All right, people. For this month's trail weather, I'm actually, I, I dug into the vault. I figured out where I was on different trails this exact day and time many years ago. On the AT, I was just, just above Gorham, New Hampshire. So... For Gorham, we got highs of... It's still pretty hot on the East Coast right now, yeah. even up in New England. We're looking at highs in the 80s, lows in the 50s. Really? Yeah, mostly clear, mostly sunny, not much rain. Kind of surprising for this time of year. Wow. Actually, no, it's not. This time, you don't think the, so? The warm temperatures are surprising, but the dryness is not. This is... Uh, for September? Yeah, the war- September I was more warm temps. September traditionally kind of stops raining. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's why I in love the Northeast. this time of year, yeah. New England. Six years ago on the CDT, P.O.D. and I were in Grand Lake. And Mags and Dilo and I were just there this past weekend, so we're looking at, actually it's fantastic weather, we're looking at highs in the 80s, lows in the upper 30s to low 40s, this is like primo hiking weather, people. That is so nice. Absolutely. Are they going to have jalapeno poppers in Grand Lake? (laughs) They might have a um, jumbo jumbo pork burrito. What about mozzarella sticks? Yeah, or maybe some... uh, some rhubarb pie or some... Potato uh, skins? <laughs> some game sausage. <laughs> oh, boy. Sounds like a Midwestern nightmare. Stomach sloshing. And so, eight years ago, I was in Stahican, Washington on the PCT. And get this. This goes back to Mag's story. So, today's today's weather for Stahican, high of 88 and smoke. Oh. Like, forget about clouds, fog, sun... High of 88. High of 88 and smoke. Tomorrow, high of 88, smoke. Saturday, high of 82, smoke. Well, the good good thing about that northern Washington weather is it's going to change really soon because... I hope so. Yeah. The the sunny days don't last too much longer up, up that way, and then it just starts raining and... And that's when and the fires. And then it's like game gonna, over. Yeah, that's I, when the fires. I just get feel bad for the PCT. Like the CDT fire is bad, but there's a well-established alternate. But the PCT is all these patchwork, patchwork quilts. Yeah. Of different areas. Okay, <laughs> here you're legal. Now you're not. And you have to just do this massive roadwalk or shuttles <laughs> around the, the fires. That's nature for you. That's nature. And that's it for the trail show. So right. thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Wait, 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 wait. We, we're done talking? Yes. Okay. I know. Dude, okay, cool. Tra- That's fine. Trail weather's the last segment, I, I just dude. wasn't sure, man. I just, I kind of felt like talking more, but we don't have to. No. Okay. Dude, get home. dude this has been a long show, man. We're no, it's out. cool, dude. I just was just double checking. As you, keep, continue. Continue. We're out of time, D-Lo. So, hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. And today's show, remember, was brought to you by Gossamer Gear. Gossamer Gear brings you affordable ultralights.
fantastic things, gear, backpacks, poles. And uh, remember, they've been featured in all kinds of magazines. Uh, Backpacker, National Geographic Adventure, New York Times, Vogue, Glamour, you name it. Wow. They've been in all of them. So go to Gossamer Gear. Look at their stuff. It's great. GossamerGear.com. Take Take less, do do more. more. Sweet. You can always find us at www.thetrailshow.com, on facebook.com slash thetrailshow, and on twitter.com at trailshow. And don't forget about our giveaway. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go, is there nothing else for us to talk about? Well, our giveaway. Don't forget about the giveaway, people. Yeah. Mags, what do people need to do if they want to get involved in the giveaway? Tell us how you can use this way cool ultralight minimalist day minimalist, pack. little less than eight ounces day pack and quick, from, quick, from gossamer and, gear from goss and it's totally arbitrary how we're going to judge it so convince us make us love your story so like it, for an example i would use this pack to carry a bunch of donuts up to the top or, of the hill in the open space and give them out to people on a yeah. saturday morning or that's I, what i would do with it i'm too poor to afford a backpack for my baby i'm just going to stuff it in the minimalist yeah or what about totally, chicken and totally. coffee I'm going to fill up this backpack with fried chicken and a, and a gallon of coffee. A liter of coffee. And I'm going to give it away. I'm going gi- to give it away. Or I'm going to eat it all myself. I like it. Hey, yeah. fried chicken, dark German chocolate, and coffee? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And it just so happens I actually own a minimalist day pack. And what I do with is, is I go swimming a couple times a week at the rec center. And I it's my go-to day pack. But if you chime in that those are your responses you're not going to win the day no. back. Yeah. that's too boring creative people yeah. donuts chicken or what was the other baby stuffed in yes yeah so we'll be back in October for the Halloween episode of the trail show Ooh. happy Halloween until then for Felicia Amasio Mike DiLorenzo and Paul Magnati I'm Lawton Grinner see you next month wait, wait, and wait. Dude, ch- dude, seriously are we done talking that's it there's no more ciao no more talking Hey boy, get on the trail.